0: I'm now for buck banter with your host Alpine ISD superintendent dr. Michelle Reinhardt good morning Alpine and good morning Martin how are you today
1: I am wonderful, Michelle, and glad you are back.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. It was a pleasure to listen to the show two weeks ago with Mr. Vickers on. So I appreciate him filling in. He
1: did a fantastic job. Did
0: he ever? Did he ever? Well it is Friday, September twenty second. We're back back with Buck Banner this week talking about wrapping up the end of the first six weeks. Today is the last day of the first six weeks grading period. I know, it's been wild. Martin's face is like, what? I where, thought we just opened. You yeah, know? where does the time go? Exactly right. So we'll talk about some um, awesome celebrations from the first six weeks. And then I'll share with you all a little bit about some accountability changes that are happening at the state level and how they will play out here in Alpine. And a really quick, short update on a statewide school funding initiative that we're co-leading and what that's all about. So let's jump in and let's start with some positivity, some celebrations from the first six weeks.
1: We've got some attendance rebounding. Huh? Yes.
0: Yeah, so we've talked about this before the importance of attendance. Um, Being at school improves the amount of learning that you can do, but it also increases funding for the school, which increases the amount of opportunities that we can provide for our kids. And so we have some great news to share here. First, let's go back pre-COVID. So pre-COVID, our attendance rate as a district was in the 96 to 97 percent rate. But during COVID, that dropped down to 92 percent, and this was a trend that was seen truly across the state. Last year, we increased that up to 93.4 percent, which is uh, which is great. But this year, at the end of the first six weeks, we're sitting at 96, almost 97 percent, which is awesome, and that is our goal. That is what we want to see. Fantastic. And so, just so proud of our kids and how um, they're staying healthy, coming to school every day. Now, we still do have cold and flu season ahead of us, and you might remember that last year that hit really, really hard here in Alpine in a two-week spread in November. So we know we still have that dip coming, but we just encourage our folks to stay healthy, to stay diligent, be at school as often as you can, and stay home when you're sick. So good news there across the board in terms of how we're starting out with attendance.
1: That is fantastic. Great job.
0: Yeah. So from there, let's talk about um, some other celebrations. Really strong start to the year for our, our athletics programs. We are just talking about kind of the busy district schedule that awaits us. Um, just a quick rundown from some of our sports teams. Lady Bucks volleyball, volleyball has been so fun to watch this season. They've taken on some really big teams. So for reference, Alpine is a 3A school district. That's That A is based on how many kids are enrolled in the school. And we've been taking on 6A which are the biggest schools in texas permian. and uh, permian odessa yes and really being able to hang with them in many of those sets so um, showing so much greatness volleyball team state ranked for the first time in years which is amazing state ranked at number 20 and hoping to rise only from there um, and district starts tomorrow in torneo out in el paso area so for those heading to watch that game um, and to our girls good luck we'll be rooting you on
1: and we'll have it here on kvlf starting at one o'clock
0: perfect we appreciate that that. Um, Speaking of games that y'all are covering, I know you're also covering the football game tonight. Our football team has also been so fun to watch this year. They have a one and three record pre-district, but it's all about district and onwards. And that starts tonight in Odessa. We've been playing different 4A teams and also some state ranked 2A teams. Also so much greatness coming out of this team. We're really excited to see what happens starting tonight in district play. So tonight, In Odessa versus Compass Academy at Ratliff Stadium. Again, good luck to everyone um, and to our boys playing tonight.
1: And the team is really looking good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cross country. Man, this team has been so fun to watch this year. A bigger team. Um, than normal. They've been doing a lot of really fun meets and had have had strong showings at those meets all across Texas. They just returned from a cross-country meet in Port Aransas where they got to run on the beach. And I tell you what, it was an amazing opportunity for our West Texas mountain kids to uh, enjoy the ocean but also um, participate in their sport while they're there. They are preparing for their district competition which will be in mid-October in Presidio. Right now, this weekend, they are off to the Lubbock Invitational Meet where they'll be running that course And that course is actually the regional course. So this is a great meet to prepare them for that um, to get more kids to the state competition later this fall. Last thing I'll share, just across all of these programs, I've kind of been highlighting um, the varsity parts of each of these programs. But really, we've seen a lot of alignment from our junior high um, teams to our freshman teams to our JV to our varsity. We're even extending this down into our elementary athletics program and creating a sixth grade pre-athletics program and so really thinking about what does it mean to be part of the fight buck or Lady Buck athletics programs and and making that greatness kind of spread across all those grades so great time great time to be a buck and strong start for athletics programs this year
1: uh one more sports related thing we're going to have uh our weekly interview with our sports director lincoln revel and coach smith and it'll happen a few minutes after this program today so stay tuned for that that's
0: exactly right stick around to hear that update as well love that all right let's pivot a little bit and talk money so other good news on the money front um, let's talk about tax cuts for our community, but also bond savings for our community over the next few years. So on Wednesday night of this week, Alpine ISD's Board of Trustees dropped our school district tax rate by almost 15 and a half cents, and so that is a 13 and a half percent decrease in the total tax rate for Alpine ISD. This is the biggest dec- decrease in years, and many of y'all will know that this is fostered by the tax relief package that was passed by state legislature. Um, earlier this spring and this summer. And so that's going to be such a blessing to our people. I want to talk a little bit more about what that will look like. So that's a 13.5% decrease just on the rate, but there's even more tax relief on the way if, many of us are just saying when, the homestead exemption increase passes in November. So this will be a ballot issue to increase the homestead exemption from $40,000 to $100,000. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like for the average homeowner here in Alpine. So between these three things, compressing the tax rate, that's that 13, almost 14% drop, the increase in the homestead exemption, and also Alpine ISD's local homestead exemption, we give an an additional 10% exemption to all of our homesteaders. The average homesteader in Alpine, their house is worth about $170,000, again, average home, could see their Alpine ISD property taxes drop by 54% no typo 54% y'all so from about $1,100 a year again on that average home value to about $500 a year which is incredible so that's a huge savings for our homesteaded homeowners and really that savings ranges from 16% if your homestead is worth about half a million dollars down to 100%. What does it mean to have a 100% tax savings? It means for any homeowner whose um, homestead at home is worth 100, or valued at $110,000 or less, you'll actually have a $0 tax bill to Alpine wow. ISD, which is incredible. So great savings that we're seeing there, really proud of the board's leadership. Um, at that meeting, the uh, district and the board set the bond tax rate such that we will save our taxpayers million dollars in interest on our current 2019 bond so that was the bond to build the high school because of where we've set the ins tax rate we're going to say 4.3 million dollars in interest and be able to pay off that bond 10 years early and so what this represents is big savings right now for homeowners um, and really all property owners, but also big collective savings down the road where we're not having to pay as much interest for as
1: long on that bond as well. Well, that's fantastic savings. Yeah. I'm the Taxpayers are looking forward to that. Uh,
0: to both sides of it. Exactly right. All right. From there, we're going to pivot and talk a little bit about some of the accountability changes. And you may have heard some um, different media coverage about this issue as well. So we haven't talked about it much yet on the show, but wanted to give a quick overview of what's kind of going on with this, what's going on with a, a lawsuit. So you may have heard some rumblings and some news media regarding a lawsuit where almost 100 school districts across Texas are suing the state um, over the state's accountability system so first of all just just share alpine isd is not part of this lawsuit but i'm sharing this information because it affects every single district in the state and you'll see why here in just a minute quick refresher when we say accountability system what do we mean that is the a through f letter grade that the state assigns every school and every public school in the state based on performance but typically that's based on star testing and the state standardized test and so every campus and then every district gets an a b c d or f letter grade now the state implemented three big changes to that system this coming year all at the same time and those changes are they moved all of those pr- um, standardized tests to an online format even for our nine-year-old third graders right have to test online can't test on paper they also redesigned the test, I'm using air quotes that you can't see, uh, to make the tests more rigorous, right? So they increased the difficulty. And then third, they also increased the scores that districts need to earn on those tests in order to earn an A, B, C, et cetera. So they earned, they increased what are called the cut points, right? This is what you have to score in order to, um, in order to earn this letter grade. So a number of school districts said, that's ridiculous, right, that you're doing all of this at once, that in many ways, you're rewriting these rules after these tests have already happened, and they filed a lawsuit, and almost 100 school districts have joined. Some area school districts that have joined include Fort Stockton, Pecos, Ector County, and Big Spring, and the lawsuit um, contends that the state made these changes after the fact and in a way that is not aligned to the law really it's about the underlying issue and so when you think why would the state do this why change all of this at once some people are saying that it's a political push to try to make school to try to make more schools look like they're failing to make it look like our entire public education system is failing especially during a legislative year when the governor and state level leaders are pushing for a full voucher program right and so remember vouchers are using public tax dollars to pay for private schools without any oversight or accountability so some people are saying this isn't about increasing the standards for schools this is a political play to make it look like more schools are failing so those a through f ratings for last year were supposed to be released just next week but just last week ta announced that they're delaying that release for a month likely in response to the lawsuit Uh, well they changed the scores and the rules again try to keep up y'all i know this is wild so let's talk about why they might be making some last minute changes to change the scores because when they ran all the numbers, lo and behold, in this new scoring system, a disproportionate number of schools dropped letter grades, went from an A to a B or an A to a D, even if their performance actually improved, right? Which doesn't make, doesn't make any sense. Let me give you some examples of this because this is mind-blowing. So here's an example. Last year, 41% of Texas elementary schools received an A rating, top rating, right? Under the new system, guess what that percentage dropped to? Martin's laughing because he can see kind of on our notes, but you just, I I would think like, what, would it get cut in half, go to 20%? No. It went from 41% to 2%.
1: They might have raised that bar just a little (laughs) too high.
0: (laughs) From 41% to 2%, even though many of those 41% of schools actually did better and then are no longer an A, Right. Here's the other end of the spectrum. At the same time, under last year's system, nine percent, nine, of elementary schools in Texas had a D or an F rating. But under the new system, that would have ballooned to 59%, from 9% to 59%. And so this um, kind of preliminary release of data really lends credence to the belief that this all might have been politically motivated. Or, if not that, right, at the very least, an inaccurate representation of how our campuses are really doing and so that's kind of the state level context of what's going on right now let's talk locally how does that affect us here in alpine again we are not in the lawsuit we're not part of that but we are impacted by this skewed system right and so um, I'm sharing this information with our community at so that everyone's aware that for most districts and most campuses in the state letter grades will be dropping but that doesn't actually reflect lower performance and that's what we're trying to help people kind of see behind the curtain for What's happening right now, the state is kind of furiously rewriting the rules again (laughs) before a release next month um, to see if they can kind of make those numbers not look like that. Uh, It's an issue that we'll continue to follow and update everybody on, and we'll just see how this plays out both um, in state offices but also in the courts over the next
1: month. It ought to be interesting.
0: It will. It will. It's a bit of a soap opera every day, y'all, in uh, education systems in Texas. All right. One last quick update for today. Wanted to, this is also a good news one to, to wrap up. Um, you've heard me talk extensively on this show about school finance in the past and what has led to Alpine ISD's underfunding. Wanted to share with everyone about a statewide initiative that we are co-leading here in Alpine. We're partnering up with a superintendent from Orange Grove ISD down in the Corpus Christi area. And we're really leading a grassroots effort to advocate to the legislature to finally, please finally solve school district underfunding due to CAD and Comptroller disputes. A couple weeks ago... um, uh, superintendent Hesseltine, he's the superintendent, Orange Grove and myself hosted three webinars. We had over one hundred and twenty superintendents attend those. Uh, again, this issue doesn't just affect Alpine and Orange Grove. It affects one hundred and fifty school districts across Texas. We've already had 50 of those school districts sign on to our collective statement to address this issue. And really what we're working on is creating a coalition put positive pressure on the legislature that this is the year to solve this issue you may be thinking legislature like aren't we done so we're we're hearing that there will be special sessions called in October specifically focused on education so that's really what we're gearing up for so that again we can put positive pressure and provide the resources for legislatures to really the legislature to really solve this issue once and for all and to quit underfunding public schools All right, y'all, Martin, we were all over the board in the show this week from like wrapping up the six weeks to uh, weird state level changes to uh, solving our persistent underfunding. When I think about, you know, what's the common theme across the topics on today's show, I would say locally, man, this is a great time to be a buck. State level, we have a lot of work to do on behalf of public schools, but we're here for both, right? To keep the great things happening locally while we're part of the work of changing that state level condition uh, to support public education in Texas.
1: Well, Michelle, I want to thank you again for coming in this morning and very informative show and keep up the good fight, my friend.
0: Appreciate it. Go Bucks. <laughs>
1: You have been listening to Buck Banter. Buck Banter is brought to you every other Friday at this time, and it is brought to you by the West Texas National Bank.